Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Daisy Vineyard Church. This week, enjoy the podcast as truth is revealed in God's Word. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. Well, it's been a while since I've been up here. You know, it was, um, the, I was last scheduled to speak the Sunday that we closed down with COVID. So back in March. And uh, this is my first time back. So uh, feeling a little rusty. Be patient with me. Be nice. Be kind. <laughs> I'd like to welcome all of our live stream uh, folks as well. This is the first time that I've done a message with live stream too. So uh, I just want to make sure that we uh, acknowledge all of you. So unless you've been living in deep, dark Africa or you've been in a cave for the last six, seven months, you know that we have been through some really strange and difficult times. I mean, really the likes of which I've never experienced in my 65 years here on earth. Uh, I've experienced some of these things uh, in, you know, in isolated circumstances. So the, the protesting, the looting... Uh, the crazy political races. Uh, I, I mean, these are things that we've had in the, in the past at various times, but we've never experienced it all together at one time with a worldwide pandemic on top of it. So, you know, this is, this is a, an, an unparalleled time. We, we don't have anything to, to go off of. What we do have, though, is, is we do have someone we can rely on. We do have the Prince of Peace that we can rely on. So if in this time, if you're feeling a lack of peace, I mean, that's understandable. I, I mean, we would certainly understand if, if you were. But the good news that I'm going to share with you today is that, that you don't have to operate with that lack of peace. You can have that peace anytime you want it. So turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians 4. And we're going to look initially at a couple of scriptures, verses 7 and 9. We should have 7 up there. So Philippians 4, we're going to look at verse 7. Uh, I'm reading it out of the NIV. It may sound a little different in, in whatever translation you have. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We're going to dig into this a little bit more a little bit later. Verse 9 says, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, or seen in me, Put, or, or excuse me, this, yeah, this is Apostle Paul. Uh, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. So today, we're going to be learning those things that he talked about here, about what we've learned, received, heard, and seen. And we're going to be talking about the peace of God and the God of peace. So keep your finger 
or a mark in Philippians 4. We're going to come back to 6 through 9 here in a little bit and dig into it uh, quite a bit more. But I want, to, I, want to give you, I want to tell you a story. And before that, let's pray. So Father God, we thank you for this awesome opportunity that we have to gather. We are so excited about the freedom we have here in the United States to gather publicly and worship you, to share your word, to invite you, Holy Spirit, to come in and and heal and deliver and save and do your work in our lives. We ask protection over that freedom, that it will never go away here in the United States, so we would always be able to meet publicly and worship you. We're grateful that we can have a sign outside the building that says, Vineyard Church, for everyone to know, and we don't have to be concerned about someone from the government coming in or a military coming in and arresting us or, or killing us as is happening in so many places throughout the world, Lord. And we pray for all of those brothers and sisters who are struggling with persecution. Lord, I, I ask today that you would use me as an empty vessel, that you would anoint my tongue to speak only what you want spoken here today. None of me, all of you. I pray that you would anoint the ears of everyone here and those on the live stream to hear the message you have for them. Whether that message comes out of my mouth or you speak it directly into their spirit, either one, that they would receive that as a seed for change in their life. I ask for a hedge of protection around this place that no hindering spirits would be able to come in and hinder the delivery of the word or the receipt of the word today. And that all of those words that are planted uh, would be planted in good ground, germinate, and become a, a crop of, of, of righteousness and change in everyone's life. So, Lord, we give this time to you. We say, have your way with us. Your will be done. Whatever you want to do, if you've got a different plan than, than I've got here, you can do whatever you want here, Lord. We give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We have worship going on. <laughs> we, we love having the kids here, so it's, it, it's fun, to, fun to have the little ones, especially worshiping. Wasn't that awesome to watch them worship during, during the worship time? So I mentioned that I want to tell you a story, and I want to tell you a story a little bit about uh, our life. Uh, this is my wife, Karen, up front. She'll be at the, the voter registration booth afterwards. And... Uh, I want to tell you this story because this is how this scripture, Philippians 4, 6 through 9, became really important to me. So in 2011, Karen and I moved from Tacoma, Washington to the Phoenix area. Now, Karen was born there and had lived there all her life, and I had been there for over 30 years. So this was a really major change for us. We had a lot going on up in Washington. We had a lot of ministry going on. We had a large family. Uh, still have a large family up there. Uh, we have five children, nine grandchildren, and one great-grandchild. And they're all up in, in the Washington area. And so quite often when people hear that, they ask, why did you come to Phoenix? And, and I always answer with the sun, the S-U-N. And uh, the reason for that was that we had both gotten to the point in, in our life, kind of, I think, age-related, where the 
the cloudy days and the rain just got to us. I mean, we just couldn't handle it anymore, and we really needed to move to some place where there was sun, uh, at, you know, all the time, so that we could be healthier. And and uh, uh, quite often, people will, you know, if, if I'm speaking to them during the summer, they'll think we were crazy for moving to Phoenix when it's 120 degrees. Uh, but we actually enjoyed the summer, so uh, we, you know, we I, maybe we haven't been here long enough. I don't know. I hope we always love the summer. But uh, uh, so this was a, a big change for us. And at the time, we had a, a long time, very successful uh, internet based business uh, that provided our income and gave us a lot of time freedom. So we were able to do ministry uh, without having to be paid in, in ministry. So we had kind of like the Apostle Paul did. Uh, we weren't tent makers, but, but we had a business and, and it provided the income that we needed. Well, in 2012, just about a year after we got here, uh, that big business began to fail. It actually really started to fail in 2008 when we had the economic downturn, uh, but we had been able to kind of keep it going. But in 2012, it became pretty clear that this business was not going to survive. It wasn't going to provide enough income for us. And so both of us at age 57 uh, were faced uh, with the daunting task of Uh, putting together a resume, getting out and interviewing, and finding a job. Now, I had not worked for someone else in a lot of years, and Karen had been quite a few years as well. And so we were fortunate in that we were able to uh, get into a program uh, that uh, was for, you know, kind of people our age, but other other people as well, uh, that offered a grant for some training to kind of upgrade skills, and uh, we both did that. And then Karen was fortunate to find a job fairly quickly, and so that was good for us because we had, we had some income. Uh, but I was not quite as fortunate. Uh, I had the opportunity to gain an understanding of age discrimination. Uh, nothing I could ever prove, but it became very evident when I would have interviews with people that, uh, that, that there was some age discrimination going on there. And I, I sent out hundreds of resumes, uh, went on many, many interviews, for jobs that I was definitely qualified for or maybe even overqualified and just never even got an offer. So for that went on for almost three years. I worked some odd jobs here and there just to bring in some income, uh, but it wasn't really until 2015 where I secured that, that full-time job, a good, good full-time job. And so during that time, that three-year period, I learned a lot about the peace of God and the God of peace. Now, if that wasn't enough, in late 2015, I was offered my dream ministry job. I'd only been at this job that I had, it had taken almost three years to get. I'd only been at it for, I think, seven months at the time. Uh, it was providing for us phenomenally. We were banking a lot of money and it was going very, very well. But I was offered this just, I mean, literally my dream ministry job, the perfect position for me in, in ministry. I was very excited about it. And so I gave notice to my job. I helped them interview, hire, and train my replacement. And uh, this job was going to start on February 1st. And so this all happened in, in January. And 
Three days before the, I was supposed to start the job, some circumstances came up, and it became very evident to them that they were not going to have the funds to be able to hire me. So once again, I was unemployed. <laughs> and once again, I learned a lot about the peace of God and the God of peace. So I tell you, I tell you this because I, I want you to gain an understanding of kind of where I was. Because in 2016, uh, as I was facing unemployment once again, I was lamenting to the Lord. That's a nice biblical word for complaining. And, and the Lord was, the Lord was, he was gracious with me, as he always is. And he spoke into my spirit and he said, I want you to write your true disciple story. And I had gained an understanding through, through the years that there's a difference between um, people who just come to church and, and just sit in the chairs and those who are really true disciples of Jesus Christ. And, and so, so I began to write. And I really thought at the time that it was just an exercise for me to really remember how good God is and how he had taken care of us and how he had supplied everything that we need, took care of all of our financial needs, even when we had no employment. But when I got done with it, he said, I want you to turn it into a book. And so I was a little surprised at the time, but I had written some books before, so I knew what to do. So I put it into a manuscript format and got it all ready and began the, putting together the publishing process and And uh, the only problem was is that I hadn't inquired of the Lord about publishing. He just said, write the book. So it went terrible. The publishing process went awful. Excuse me. Nothing fell into place like it should have. And so I finally, you know, duh, inquired of the Lord about whether I was supposed to really publish this book. And he said, no, it's not time to publish it. So now I've got a manuscript already, but I can't publish it. So again, I learned a lot about the peace of God and the God of peace in this time. And I continued to learn because it wasn't until October 2019, nearly three years later, when when Karen and I were in Israel... And he released the book to be published. So in January, well, December, kind of December and January, December of 2019, uh, January of 2020, this year, uh, we took it through the process again of publishing. And this time, it went spectacularly. It was way better than I was even expecting. Uh, All of the things just fell right into place, as it does when you're in, in God's plan. And uh, so in in January, uh, True Disciple was released uh, in in May. In May it was, yeah. Yeah, it was actually, we had it all ready. We had it all ready to go earlier, and it just, there were some complications and things that that came in. So, So you can imagine, we've gone through this whole process. We're really excited about it. All along, I've been thinking that, you know, we're going to have a book coming out. 
Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this idea of teaching people how to be a true disciple. Because this book, it tells my true disciple story, but it talks to people about what it means to be a true disciple and, and, and what God expects of a true disciple. So it's a teaching, it's a teaching book is, is really what it is, even though it tells, tells my story, our story. So all along I've been thinking, the book's coming out, I'll be able to get out and start speaking at some churches and conferences and share about it. And then guess what happens in March? COVID hits. <clears throat> I mean, really? A worldwide pandemic? Come on, Lord. <laughs> you know, you, you know what's been going on here. And we just published, the, we're just getting ready to publish a book. What, what, what's the deal here with your timing? I mean, his, his timing is, is baffling to me at times. But when you know the Lord, you know that his timing is perfect. You know he's good. You know he loves you. You know he's got a good plan for you. So you run with it. You just go with it. And so we've really been kind of waiting on hold. We put together a really great website if you're interested in the book. Uh, it's truedisciple.info, uh, not .com, .info. And we've got all kinds of trainings and things on that as well as the book is available. Or you can just go to Amazon and uh, look, uh, look it up in the book section. Just do a search for True Disciple and, and you'll find it both print and in Kindle. So again, I, I share this story because it, it gives you an idea of what I've gone through. And in this time, in this time of unemployment from 2011 to 2015 in this time of, again, unemployment from 2016, you know, forward, it, uh, this book and, and having to deal with the, the situation with that, I learned a lot about the peace of God and the God of peace. And I learned it from this scripture, Philippians 4, 6 through 9, became my go-to scripture. It became the scripture that I used a lot, and I use it a lot in ministry when I'm ministering to other people. And so when I was praying about what to teach on here today, there were several things that came up. Even, even as of yesterday, uh, there was another message that, that I had in mind and, and, and actually put the message together, uh, but the Lord said it's not time for that message yet, so somewhere down the road you'll get to hear that one. And, uh, and we, we run ahead with this one. So I want us to go back to Philippians 4, verses 6 through 9. We're going to have uh, uh, Philippians 4, 6 up there. And what I'd like us all to do is I'd like everybody to stand up. We're going to do something that's a little bit different here than, than what we typically do. But I want to honor the Lord and honor the reading of the Word by having everyone, everyone stand up. And we're going to read this together off the screens out loud, together, okay, everyone. And I want you to read this like you mean it, like you really mean it. I mean, don't just mumble it. I mean, let's, let's let the devil hear this, okay? You know, let, we, want, we want him shaken in his boots when we're done reading this scripture, So, ready, set, go. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, 
with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Thank you. You may be seated. Yeah, yay, Lord. So let's, let's dig into this little, a little bit and let's see what the Lord wants to teach us in this particular time in our life. This scripture is phenomenal all the time. All the time. Right now, it's critical. We need it right now in all the crazy stuff that's going on. So the first thing it says is we're not to be anxious or worry about anything. In the first part of Matthew 6, 25, which we should have up there, Matthew 6, 25, Jesus says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. And then he goes on to talk about all the things we're not to worry about. And in verse 27, Jesus says, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? In other words, by worrying, can you change anything in your life? By being anxious, can you change the circumstances in your life? By being fearful, is that going to have any impact on what's happening in your life? And the answer is no. In fact, worrying or being anxious or fearful is actually a lack of faith. It's, it's really showing that we don't have enough faith in God. Because we're having faith in something... If we're anxious and worrying and fearful, then we're having faith in the government or we're having faith in our job or we're having faith in ourselves or we're having faith in our business or, or whatever it happens to be, but we're not having faith in God or we wouldn't be anxious and worrying because I think we would all agree that God is good. Yes. Yeah? And He loves us. Yes. And He's got a good plan for us. Yes. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean everything's going to go perfect. <laughs> I think we've all figured that one out by now. But, but he has a good plan for us, and ultimately, it will become good, no matter what happens. Ultimately, what we're going through right now, God will take it and turn it into something good. Now, it may not be good in the way we've got in our minds, but it'll be good. It'll be good for us, and it'll be part, part of his plan. So it goes on to tell us that instead of worrying, we're to pray with thanksgiving. Pray with thanksgiving. You know, most of the time, I think, you know, if you're like me, you, you know, our idea of prayer is, hey, God, do this for me. Hey, God, make this happen. Hey, God, change this person. But what this is saying to us is that we need to come to him in prayer with thanksgiving. Now, I think all of us would agree that we've got a lot to be thankful for, right? And, and one of the things that Karen and I enjoy doing, we, we like to pray in the morning and, and at night together. 
And, and part of what we do is, is we thank Him. We thank Him for things like our home, for things like our air conditioning in the middle of summer. We thank Him for our vehicles that run. We thank Him for uh, the, the refrigerator that we have and the food that's in it and the pantry and the food that's in it. We, we thank Him for the, the toothbrushes that we've got. We thank Him for the, the covers on our bed. We thank Him for all of the little things. I mean, think about all the blessings that you have that He's given you. Every good thing that is in your life has come from Him. So thank Him for those things first. Then give Him your supplications. Give Him your requests. Because God wants to hear the requests. He wants to hear the supplications. But He also wants to know that we appreciate what He's already done for him, for us. Okay, so, so give Him the thanksgiving first. Start your day with that. Start your day. May, you know, if, if you have trouble thinking about stuff, make a list. Make a thanksgiving list or a gratefulness list and begin to thank Him for those things at the beginning of every day and, and maybe as well at the end of every day as you, as you go off into sleep. So it tells us in this scripture that we just read that if we do that, then the peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. Now it's interesting, this word guard... When you look it up in the Greek, it really, it's a very powerful military term. And it it actually refers to like a castle or a fortification of some kind. So the peace of God is going to put up a fortification, a castle around our hearts and our minds to protect us. When we stop worrying, stop complaining... Stop being anxious, stop being fearful, and begin to come to him with thanksgiving and prayer, then the peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. And I don't know about you, but I need that a lot right now. (laughs) I need that a lot right now. Every moment of every day, I, I need that peace of God particularly because there's a lot of garbage being spewed out right now on television, on the internet, social media, almost everybody you meet. And if we're not, if we don't have a guard on our heart and our mind, we're just going to get sucked into that like everybody else is. And we are really supposed to be the peace carriers. So when we go out and we meet with people and we see people and we go into situations then we're to bring the peace there. So they feel the peace and they say, wow, what's different about you? Why are you so peaceful in the middle of all this craziness and we get the opportunity to share Jesus with them? And people are open right now. They're really open to hearing about Jesus right now because they're operating in fear and they don't have anything to fall back on. I mean, can you imagine... You know, someone who doesn't have Jesus in their life, doesn't have the Holy Spirit in their life, can you imagine trying to deal with all that's going on right now without that? I mean, I, it, you know, I, I just can't even imagine uh, how, how that would work. So, there's the peace of God, and we need it, and we know now how to get it. 
Now, if we want the God of peace, the second part of that, we need to change our thinking. We've got to change our thinking from worldly, carnal thinking in alignment with the world and and the way the world is thinking right now to heavenly thinking. And Paul tells us exactly what to think about in in the scripture we just read in Philippians 4, 6 through 9. He says, think about things that are true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. So here's your exercise going forward. We have control over our thoughts. We don't have to accept every thought that comes to us. When a thought comes into your mind, I want you to begin to compare it against this list. Is this thought true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy? And if it's not, reject it. One of the things I learned to do, I had to, I had to come up with some physical thing that I could do so I could remember this. So whenever a thought comes into my head, I, I, I think about it for a moment. Of, you know, does it fit this? And if it doesn't, then I reach up with my hand and I grab it and I throw it away. And that's how I deal with the thoughts out there so that I can stay. Now, I'm not perfect. (laughs) Sometimes those thoughts slip in and stuff comes out of my mouth. And I'm like, whoa, okay, hold on. Got to get rid of that one out of there. Then you got to root it back out again. It's it's a lot easier to deal with it before it gets in there and, and, uh, and roots in. But, you know, the Apostle Paul understood this. And in another place in Romans 12, 2, he deals with it and he tells us what to do. And so in Romans 12, 2, Paul teaches us, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. How many times have we wondered what the will of God is for our lives? Have you ever wondered, anyone else ever wondered that? Here it is, right here. Here's how to find out. Renew your mind. Transform your mind. And how do we do that? We do that with the Word of God. We do that in prayer. We do that in the middle of the the peace of God. When we have the peace of God, now the Holy Spirit can work on us. He can change our thinking. He can change the way that we look at things. Because our thoughts are critical. Everything starts with a thought. All your feelings, all your actions, all start with a thought. Nothing ever happens by accident. It starts with a thought. So if we can get control of the thoughts and get the thoughts going in the right direction, the feelings and the actions all follow. And life becomes much more enjoyable. So I highly recommend that you bookmark this scripture, Philippians 4, 6 through 9. I would recommend that you read it, meditate, study it multiple times a week, if not every day. Right now, I would would do it every single day. Uh, I would even say that you might want to memorize it because things are going to change Things may get better. They may get worse. We don't know. We don't know at this point in time. But we can't rely on 
what happens in the presidential election. We can't rely on what happens with the economy. We can't rely on, you know, what happens with COVID. We, we can only rely on our thoughts. And if we keep our thoughts in alignment with the word, then we have the God of peace who walks with us. So not only do we have the peace of God in us, we have the God of peace walking with us, going everywhere we go. I mean, that, there's nothing better than that. We can handle everything. The, the Bible tells us that, that we, if God is for us, who can be against us? What can be against us? Nothing. Nothing. People will come against us. Things will come against us. But no weapon formed against us will prosper. Weapons may be formed against us, but they will not prosper because we have the peace of God in us. And we're walking with the God of peace. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to gather, worship you, share your word today. Lord, I pray that this, these word seeds that you offered through me and the word seeds that you gave to people directly into their spirit today would find good ground, would germinate, would turn into a, a wonderful harvest and a, of peace in everyone's life. Lord, I pray that, that as they walk out of here, that you will protect those seeds and not allow the enemy to steal them away. I pray, Lord, that, that every person here, that you would prompt them, Holy Spirit, prompt them to study this scripture, to meditate in it, to, to memorize it, so that it can be the go-to scripture when things are difficult, like they are right now and like will be at, at, in different points in time in the future for all of us. And now, Lord, as we, as we wrap up this time together, uh, Lord, uh, I ask protection over everyone here, everybody on the live stream, uh, that uh, as we go back out into the world, uh, that they are physically protected, mentally protected, and spiritually protected, and that you will continue to do your work in them in the way of, of uh, transforming their minds, renewing their minds, so that we are all thinking the way you want us to think. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com.